recently. For the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress for we don't even know what we should pray for nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prayed for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. The Father who knows all hearts know that the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brethren and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Move Tracy out the way and allow your anointing to increase even now. Bring all things to my remembrance and move me out of the way. So saturate this place with your presence that we hear and see Jesus. Allow there to be such a manifestation of your presence, Lord, that we know that it's you. Lord, allow your word to speak life into us, that dead things come alive. Lord, speak your soul clearly, Lord, that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that we have heard from you. Lord, let us sense you walking up and down the aisles, seeing who wants to get blessed, and allow us to handle ourselves accordingly. Lord, even now, to us, your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
there is such an anointing on the church. The Alcacia, those that been called out of darkness into his marvelous light, that no matter what we go through, we come up standing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, have you ever seen one of those pictures that, that when the smoke clear, the hero is still standing? The truth of the matter is, if you are in Christ Jesus, after the devil has done his best, <laughs> after the world has taken his best shot, the picture of us is that after the smoke clear, we will still be found standing. Uh, y'all don't hear me. I, I don't think y'all hear me. So, so somebody, so, somebody need to start shouting right now because... Because you're going through a whole lot, and, and you think that maybe you won't make it. But I'm, I'm here to testify today. If you keep on holding to the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth of the matter is he promised to bring you through, to bring you out. And at the end of the day, you will be standing. I'm not saying that you won't have some crying time. I mean, through the tears, through the pain. Through the eggs, if you hold on to him, and he's definitely gonna hold on to you, when the smoke clears, you will still say hallelujah at the end of the day. At the, at the end of the day, you know, we, 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 we cannot allow what is happening around us or even to us to take away what is in us. It's, it's not what happens to you. It's, it's not what's going on around you. It's what God has put in you that no matter how much pressure come against you, something on the inside rises up and declare, I'm more than a conqueror. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. It says, it says, it says, it says, it says, now that you are saved. Now that you are saved. Listen, the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, God called you saved. Not, not, not after you read the Bible. Not after you got baptized. Not, not, not. Not, not, not after you started doing good deeds, but the moment you asked him to come into your life, the Holy Spirit came on the inside and you were saved. It? From a positional standpoint, you can't be no more saver than the first day you accepted him and got saved. Hold on. If you really know Jesus, there's nothing the devil can do about it. You are already saved. Listen, listen, listen. All that, all that H-E-L-L -L you may go through can't take away the salvation that God gave you the day that you accepted him. Listen, since you saved already, amen? That means that no matter what happens to you, that at the end, you're still going to heaven. Listen, can't nobody pluck you out of God's hands. If he got you in his hands, can't nothing or nobody. 
we, 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 we got to understand that, 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 yeah, you will go through trouble. Yes, you will go through the storm. But God declares us as winners already. You may not feel like it. You may not look like it. You may not smell like it. You may not even have the right attitude about it. But because Christ overcame, we overcome. That since Christ overcame, you are already an overcomer. But my brother and sister, what, what we got to understand is all we doing is getting to where we already at. Already there. Just pressing my way to where God already sees me in the future. He already knew what I was going to go through and still said, I saved you. <laughs> Let's read on. It says, verse 24. It says, 25. But if we look forward to something, wait a minute. What do you mean, if we look forward? He says, we have a future hope that holds us through the now. What you mean? Since I know it's already done, what I'm going through doesn't change that. Let me, let me, let me, let me see if I can make it more easier. God has already fixed your race. What you mean by that? God went ahead of you, declared you the winner before you got there. It is like a fix, a fight that is fixed. Don't everybody know what the outcome is going to be? But the one that fixed the fight already know what's going to be because they already went ahead and fixed it. Well, it's the race that is fixed. What you mean by that? There's people that's going to slow up to let you in. Well, God didn't have to pay nobody off because he's God. He went ahead of you, already fixed you to make sure you're going to make it through. No matter what you go through, God has already fixed your race. Which means that no matter what you go through right now, all you have to do is say, wait a minute. Talk to your situation. Tell your situation, I'm already a winner. I have already overcome. I will make it through this. I don't know how, but I know who. <laughs> Look what it says. Verse 25. But if we look forward to something, if we have a future hope that you don't see yet. You don't see heaven yet. You don't see where God is taking you five years, ten years from now. But there ought to be something inside of you that lets you know God is up to something. You cannot, how can I say this? You cannot give up because things get rough now. You cannot throw in the towel because everything is against you now. Within 
us, what makes us different is we know we have a God that is working on our side. We know we have a God that is intimately involved in your situation. And even when you don't know, he does know. Even when the doctor said that there's nothing left that they can do, I'm here to tell you it's not over till God says it's over. In your situation, it's not over till God says it's over. God has the last move. I don't think that this is just talking about heaven. I think that this is talking about even down here. My God, my God, God is still working something out. God is still holding you. God is still preparing you. God is still fixing you. God is still up to something while you are down here. Listen, since we are product, product, product of his glory, God is still trying to get the glory from your life. No matter how bad you messed it up. Matter of fact, sometimes God get more glory from folks that was the messed up the most. Didn't he do it with Paul? Here Paul was prosecuting the church. But when God changed him around, he became the champion of the church. I'm telling you, God takes all your mess, bring you up out of your mess, give you something that folks that used to doubt you got to say, there must be a God somewhere. I knew her. I knew him. And can't nobody change like that unless God did it. We look forward to something that we don't have yet. Without a vision, without a hope, Without believing God for something more than you are now, you will give in and do anything. Yes, sir. Let me show you. Yes, Moses is on the, on the mountain of Mount Sinai. He's been up there for an awful long time. He is receiving the Ten Commandments from God. And the children of Israel, though they saw the power of God, they still did not have a future expectation from God. They missed the picture. They didn't understand what God was up to. They was in proximity to the power of God, but did not see that God was their hope for tomorrow. And Moses was taken too long, and they convinced Aaron to make a golden calf. My God, how can you worship something that you see another man making? How can you worship something that's produced from the earrings you took out of your ears? And the Bible said they rose up and began to play. That means that they was doing everything under the sun. Listen, listen, if there is no God, and all there is is life down here, then we might as well rise up and play. <laughs> Listen, if this is all there is, then you might as well rise up and enjoy because, because when you die, you're done. But I'm here to say today, there is a God. There is a heaven. There is 
a future. There is a God that we are accountable to. So, so don't play yet. When we get to heaven, we're going to play. My God, my God, my God, the stuff down here don't satisfy anywhere. Listen, it says, Proverbs says that unless the people have a vision, a future hope, they take off all restraint. Let's reverse that. If I know my God is God, and I know I'm in his hands, then it really doesn't matter what Satan does to me right now. Because I know my God is in control. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's think our way through this. Since I know my future is better than my present, then if my present can't keep me, my expectation of my future keeps me. When I can't trust my nowness, I look past my nowness into what God's going to do. That keeps me on the straight and narrow because I don't want to miss the blessing that God's going to send my way. So I dare not step out of position because I'm trusting God for something I can't see yet. But I know my God. He's up to something. And I know whatever he's up to is better than what I'm going through. And the more I go through, the bigger the blessing is on the other side. So I stretch into the future, holding on to what God has for me. Because I know my God. He's a good God. He's up to something. Oh, oh, when you can't stand what's happening to you now, look over into your future. Tell yourself what's happening now won't always be. Then start shouting, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Sometimes you got to shout some stuff into your spirit until you get it and say, I'm okay now. Encourage yourself in the promises of your creator. Know he's up to something. I know I'm his child. I know he loves me. He saves me. Since he saves me, he got something for me. I'm holding on. Look what it says. We look forward. We got to wait on it without seeing nothing. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Without seeing nothing. It ought to start controlling you. You begin to walk with us with a with a with a with a with a strut. You act like you got some swagger to you. You got your head up. You got you got some boldness to yourself. You ain't stooped over. You standing upright. Oh, oh, folks looking at you say, they think they something. Wait a minute. I am something. I am something. 
He chose me. He saved me. He got a future for me. It affects your paradigm. Instead of talking negative, you talk like you got some hope in you. Folks look at you like you crazy. Say, you talk like you know something that I don't know. I do know something you don't know. I know who you don't know. In my God, there is a future. In my God, there is, there is, there is. You can't tell me that hope won't keep you. You can't tell me that expectation won't change your attitude. You can't tell me that when you know that you know that you know that you know, it won't make you shout when you don't got nothing to shout about. At least from what they see, but I see what they don't see. My eye is to the hills, for it covers my help. My help, our help, comes from the Lord. Listen, listen. Patiently means it really doesn't matter that much when he's going to do it. The fact is that he's going to do it. You got to get this in your spirit. It got to be so in you that it really doesn't matter when he's going to do it. Just the fact that you know he's going to do it is enough to keep you in the midst of it. So, so you wait patiently with an expectation. When your expectation go down, you do some more shouting. Wait, listen. I our praise got to be strategic. Now, don't get me wrong. We ought to praise him all the time. But there's sometimes when you got to praise him. There's sometimes you got to praise your way through. There's sometimes it doesn't matter what nobody say. You got to get your praise on. There's sometimes when folks are saying it don't take all that. You got to tell them, you don't know what it takes for me. You don't, you don't live where I live. You ain't going through what I'm going through. If, if you don't need to praise him, then sit there and be quiet. But as for me, I got to. I... Listen, when you least feel like doing it, that's when you ought to do it. It ought to get to the place that you can't distinguish the choir from the people in the pews. You didn't come here to listen. You came here to praise. You didn't come here to be entertained. You came here to be blessed. And in order to be a blessed, to be blessed by God, you need to bless God. In order to bless God, you got to open up your mouth and saying good things about him. You can't tell me you can sit there and do nothing and walk out of here like... He is expecting us 
to do what we've been created to do. We've been created to give him praise. That's what you've been, and here, and here we are sitting here acting like he ain't nothing. When he's everything. And he said he's in the midst of his church. And we gotta wait till our favorite singer stop. You better open up your mouth and say something about God. You is you you act like you know something you you act like you act like you know something but in you 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 are confident that 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 something's gonna happen you can't even tell folks how you know you just You can't even explain to them what he's going to do, but you just, you don't know how it's going to work out. You just, you don't know how you're going to make it. You just, you, 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 don't know, you, don't know, you don't know how the end's going to be, but you know that God's going to be there at the end. So you just, I mean, I mean, he hasn't said anything. He hasn't done anything yet, but within you, you just, have you ever known something you didn't know how you knew it, but you knew it as much as you knew it, and nobody can take away that you knew it, and even if nobody else knew it, you knew it? And folks looking at you like you done lost your mind, but well, how she know that, how he know that? I don't know, but they act like they know everything about you. Say, I know it. Won't God drop something in your spirit and make you start singing before you got something to sing about? Won't he make you shout when you don't got nothing to shout about yet? And somebody asks you, what's going on? He said, the burden is gone. What you mean the burden is gone? Something lifted up off of me. When did it happen? I was praying, and I went from praying to shouting, and as soon as I started shouting, that which I was concerned about left me. But in fact, you reach up to try to get it, and you can't even get it no more. You try and worry about it, you can't even worry about it no more. You know, the, the Lord reached down and took it, gave you confidence that I got that. Aren't you glad God would take your burden? God would take that which is killing you? And God said, don't even worry about it no more. Ain't nothing changed. Same circumstance. It done went from bad to worse. And you act like you Winston Dixie. What's wrong with you? God took There's a holy confidence that defy understanding. All that you know is that you best leave me alone. Let's move on. 26. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We will know that last week. Let's say, 
Look how awesome this is. I want to show you how covered we are. The Bible says that Jesus, who is our high priest, and a priest takes that which we can't take before God our Father, and he is praying for us. This verse is saying the Holy Spirit who is in us is making intercession for us with groans and oohs and tears that we can't express. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It goes a little bit deeper. We are family. So God will impress on somebody else the pray for you and you haven't told them nothing about your situation. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a second. When you can't pray for yourself, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is making intercession to pray for you. God the Son is on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. The Holy Spirit says, I need some reinforcement because I want to bring in the body of Christ to intercede so he placed you on other people's heart and other people is praying for you. Now tell me, ain't you covered? Ain't you covered? God covers you so that no matter what you're going through, you're covered. The picture that I see is, I see him hiding us behind the tabernacle of God. I, I see that eagle in 91, some 91, where the eagle spreads her wing over the eagle. And instead of the eaglets knowing the condition that they are in, what they feel is the presence, the peace, the heartbeat of their mama. Won't God make you feel peace in the midst of the storm? Won't God keep you? You know you're going through. You just don't feel like you're going through. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know it's happening to you, but you ain't acting like it's happening to you. Hold on, hold on. You see yourself in third person going through, but you don't even know it's you that's going through. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. God hides you behind his tabernacle that the enemy can't find you. Maybe I'm the only one. God covers you. And, and, and insulates you and though the fire is all around you it can't touch you maybe I'm the only one that God will speak sweet everything to you in the midst of the storm you find yourself laughing and joking and, and happy yes, yes, listen, listen, listen for example we don't even know what to pray for you know what Sometimes your tears mean more than your words. You don't have to pray exactly. You ask God to help you to pray. If, if he says in John 15 verse 7, he said, if you abide in him and his word abide in you, and you pray with what he wills because the word is in you. He will answer the prayer. Now, won't he answer the prayers of the Holy Ghost praying for you? 
Won't he answer the prayer of Jesus, our high priest, that is praying for you? If he gives somebody the, the, the word of knowledge and word of revelation that, that you need to be prayed for, then isn't it the Holy Ghost that is leading the whole thing? And you can depend on the covering of God to cover you while you're going through? You know what that tells me? We are never out of his hand. If you are in his hand, you are never out of his hand. Listen, don't trust how you feel. Change how you feel. I don't think somebody hear me. You don't have to be depressed all day. At some point, you all tell yourself, that's enough. Cut it out. At some point, you all say, flush, sit down. At some point, you all say, okay, you done had a pity party enough. I gave you half a day, but for the rest of the day, I'm telling myself I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. No, 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 no. You won't keep me down all day. You may have half the day, but I'm going to do something, something to stir up the joy that is in me. But the Holy Spirit prays us with wrong that cannot be expressed. Go on to the next one, 27. The Father knows the heart and knows the Spirit is saying. And the Spirit pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. And listen, if it's God's will, he's going to do it. It's, it's, not about, it's not about F, it's when. But if he's going to do it, I don't have to worry about when because he got that in his hand. Next verse. For we know. Notice what Paul writes. He says, there's some things you just ought to know. Based on the word, based on knowing the character of God, there's some things that nobody should be able to move you off of. I don't care who come knocking at your door. I don't care what you're going through. There ought to be enough word in you that folks can't shake you. I mean, that's, that's what Job was dealing with. Folks were trying to shake him off of what he knew about God and what he knew about himself. Even his own, I mean, even folks close to you will come and misinterpret what is happening to you. Listen, the devil loves using folks in close proximity. If it's a stranger, it don't even matter. But when it's folks that ought to be. You got to be ready to stand by yourself. Listen, you didn't get saved in a group. You got saved by yourself. So why can't you stand by yourself? 
our God is a personal God. And sometimes he will make the crowd move. It's not them. It's God moving folks because he knows that they're going to be a hindrance to you. God said, you're looking at everybody else and not looking at me. So I'm going to move folks away from you. And you can't call them. You can't lean on them. God said, I've been trying to get your attention, but you're looking at everybody else. And I want you to know I'm your God. I'm your Savior. I'm your deliverer. I'm your way maker. It's me, not them. Know that God, he allows some things. You know, I, I don't have the explanation of why God allows some things. I, I don't know why God allows evil calamity to happen. But I know that before it happened, it had to come through the hand of God. I know that my God is sovereign, and, and if he couldn't fix it, he would not allow it to happen. I know that God is more interested in forming our spirit and our soul than he is in the, in the physical com, con, condition of my body. I know that God is not trying to make me happy. He's trying to make me joyful. Oh, let me say that. God is not trying to make you happy. Put that to the side. He's trying to make you joyful. Wait a minute. Because being happy is dependent on your happenstance. Joy is dependent on your relationship with him. And listen, what God would do is allow you to go through happenstance and give you joy that, that transcends what happened. You can't tell me that you can't have joy going through. Hold on, allow me to take a poll. Is there anybody that been through something and God gave you joy in the midst of you going through? Is there anybody that had unspeakable joy though you were going through some tests and you don't know why you had joy, but in spite of what was happening to you, something on the inside rose up on the inside of you and you had joy in spite of. weaves everything he's not saying that everything that happened to you is good that's not what this is saying what this is saying is by the time he began to weave his purpose his destiny himself in the picture even the stuff that happened to you got a blessing in the midst of it Hold on, hold on. Sometimes I got to let go and let God show me what he's doing in the midst of a situation I don't like. <laughs> hold on. Who said you was going to like everything that happened to you? But if it's preparing you to have more glory, prepare you for something that you can't handle right now. He's preparing you to use you to bless somebody else. If he got to break you, let him break you so that there 
receive glory through you, from you, in you. You become thankful that God used you. I think what this text is saying is this. It's not even about us. But when God lifts us to a place higher than what we can imagine, we would thank him. Listen, we would thank him for what the heartache produced. I don't think I heard that. You won't thank him for the heartache, but you would thank him for what it produced. The grape don't like being crushed. But if the grape could taste its grape juice or wine, it would say, that's pretty good. (laughs) But, But it took some crushing in order to get out of it what it could bring out. Know what God would do? He'll let you taste what he's doing through you. He'll let you see some glory going through you. And you would have to say, that's pretty good. If it took you to crush me, to bring that out of me, Listen, while you being crushed, he won't tell you the purpose of why he's crushing you. That's why you got to be able to sum up in yourself that there must be a future glory that God is preparing me for. Lord, if I can't believe in something that I can't see, then what I'm going through is going to kill me. Let me say that again. There are points in your life that if you don't stretch forth into what God's going to do in the future, then what has happened to you right now will kill you. You would dry up and die. We got to have the fortitude, the faith to say, regardless of how much I'm being crushed right now, I believe in the character of God that he's preparing me for something I don't see. And unless I go through this, I won't be ready for that. (laughs) Unless I go through this, I won't be ready for that. And whatever that is, is so much better than what I got right now. I'm willing to go through this to get to that. Let me, let me 
ask you a question. Is there anybody going through this? But from now on, you got to trust him for that? You don't know what that is, but there must be a that because you sure are going through hell right now in this. something but everything when you get to the other side you you see God's handiwork of how he was in the midst of it all God is not just a sovereign God he's a God that's in the midst of our everything every brief every breath you take every move you make God is in the midst of it God will even take our mistakes and bring something out of it that will bless you God Listen, make as few mistakes as you can because you don't want to mess up the blessing that is before you. But God is even gracious enough to take some of the mistakes we made and bless you in spite of the mistakes, some of the sins you made. But but don't get me wrong, though. Don't make mistakes because, because grace may keep you, but you may mess up what God has for you. So stay the course of what God has for you and trust him, not for what's going on now, but what he's prepared you in the future. There's some things, unless we have the ability to do that, we won't make it through that test. You won't make it through that storm. You won't make it through that situation. And you press your way through. You press your way through as though it's already in your hand. That's what he said. He said, his purpose. Listen, and it's not based on us loving God. It's that he loves us. Next verse, next verse, next verse. God knew his people and listen, he knew you in advance. And he still chose you. Y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> he knew you were the hard-headed. <laughs> he, he saw you at your worst. And still said, her, her, him, him, him. Hold on, hold on. Man, let me just get real. Y'all, y'all remember when, when, when we were in grade school and, and, and the captains were picked? Some of us wasn't the first people that got picked. I mean, it felt good when you went first and second and third. But you know, it gets to the place where, well, if I got a pick on. I'll bring it back to horrible school memories. Okay, let me fix that. Let me fix it. What I love about God is he picked you first. He didn't 
wasn't waiting until the end. He, he did it before you was even born. He, he did it from the beginning. He said, I got that one. I, I, I want that. You know, in spite of us. You know what? You, you ought to have a kind of a, 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 a humble attitude. He chose me. He chose me. You know who I am? He chose me. In spite of me, he chose me. I mean, and the ones that didn't choose you, don't worry about them. God chose you. If your husband divorced you, that's okay. God chose you. If your wife dropped you, that's okay. God chose you. If somebody dropped you like a hot potato, that's okay. God picked you up. Say, yo, mine. What you talking about? Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Let's end this. Let's end this. I think that, that we got to get a revelation on how he loves us. Vertical Christianity, what, what enables us to, 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 to look up is that we get a divine revelation that he loves you. What moved him to, 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 to call you, to put you in right standing with himself, to give you right standing, then to glorify you? What moved God was his own love for you. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, he says to the church of Ephesus, my prayer for you is that you will come to comprehend that which is not comprehensible. I pray that you come to understand that which can't be understood. I pray that, that no matter how deep you think you are, I want you to know there's deeper levels than what you have ever experienced. Little girl comes to a pastor, Dr. Glover says, and a little girl says, Pastor, I, I tried my best to love Jesus, but I just can't love him. Tried my best to fall in love with him, and, and I just can't. And the pastor in his wisdom said, Honey, don't concentrate on you loving him. Just start concentrating on him loving you. You can't tell me that, that if you got a good revelation that God our creator, God our savior, God our way maker, God who stood on nothing and made everything, God who holds the whole universe in his hands, God who is awesome and terrible, God who is God all by himself, God that is marvelous and wonderful. And even though he is all that and more, he loves you. Not based on what you did or what you do, but based on that he chose to love you. You can't tell me that once you get a revelation that he loves you, that it will move you. God will keep you from, 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 from doing what you want to do. When you just remember, I think the church needs another infusion of the love of Jesus Christ. That he left glory. He stepped off his throne. The angels worshiped him. He sat there with all power in his hand. But he loved you so much. He wrapped himself up in human flesh. Stepped down out of heaven. Born in Bethlehem. Born in Raymond's clothes. He ate. He slept. He cried. He 
stronger. He walked. He talked. He allowed folks to spit on him. He allowed folks to beat him. He allowed folks to talk about it. I'm not talking about man. I'm talking about the God side. If God did that for you and I, why did he do it? Because he loved you so much. I don't understand that type of love. Then it said that he allowed them to nail him to the cross. They didn't take his life. He gave his life. They didn't take his life. He gave his life. He loved you so much that he hung his head and died. But early, early, early come Sunday, he got up with all power in his hand. He got up so you can get up. He got up so you can get up. He got up so you can get up. He got up so y'all can get up. He got up so we can get up. Oh, there's something about the love of Jesus that makes everything, 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 everything all right. Have you been touched by his love? Do you know that he loves you? Do you know, no, 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 that he loves you? If you know he loves you, then you ought to thank him. You ought to thank him. You ought to worship him. You ought to praise him. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Touched by the love. When you know when the revelation and I believe it don't stop. I believe it keeps on showing itself. It makes you look up. There's no other, other place to look to but up. Don't nobody loves you like Jesus. Don't nobody loves you like Jesus. Let me say it again. Don't nobody loves you like Jesus. Now, if I would just do something with me, I would just say, and when I say, but don't nobody love me like Jesus. You ready? Don't nobody love me like Jesus. Let's say that again. Don't nobody love me like Jesus. Now, if I say it like you mean it this time, don't nobody love me like Jesus. What you say? Y'all don't say it like y'all mean it. What you say? Now worship him. 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 Now worship What brings us looking up 
because vertical is up. That the revelation of the love of Jesus makes you look up. Looking down will mess you up. Looking at folks will mess you up. Expecting people to do what only Jesus can do will mess you up. But when you know that you know that you know everything around you can be going crazy and you just keep on looking up I'm here to say that don't nobody love you like Jesus let me say it again don't nobody Looking for love in all the wrong places. Mama and daddy can't love you like Jesus. 